Hello, this is David Wilcoxon, and this is part one of three videos that prove that the six things declared in Daniel 9.24 were completed during the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy. And the reason I'm doing three videos on this topic is because I'm trying to make the video short instead of one long video. It's important to watch the previous introduction and timeline videos to understand the proper context. The narrative in Daniel 9 is about two covenants, the Mosaic Covenant and the Everlasting Covenant of Peace, which converge at Messiah's blood sacrifice as the spotless lamb on Passover in the spring of 31 AD. The Israelites promised to keep the Mosaic Covenant. If they did, they would be blessed. If they did not, they would be cursed. We see the track record of the Assyrians being sent to scatter the house of Israel and the Babylonians being sent to take the house of Judah captive. And in Daniel 9, we see Daniel's earnest prayer, as he knows that the Jewish nation was still in rebellion against the Father and steeped in the Babylonian mystery religion. His prayer declares that there's no way for the Jews to keep the Mosaic Covenant, and that's the point, for no man can. So in verse 4, Daniel refers to the Father's everlasting covenant saying, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. So it's talking about people who believe by faith, who are striving to obey the commandments, but they're not doing it to earn salvation, just out of love and respect for the Heavenly Father. Some people proclaim that the 70th week of Daniel 9 has not been fulfilled because they say that the Jews did not fulfill the six demands so they must be given more time in a supposed futuristic seven-year period. That's like telling your child that they have 30 minutes to clean their room, but they get more time because they didn't do it. The declaration is clear. They had 70 weeks, 490 years to fulfill it. As I read Daniel 9.24, ask yourself, can the Jews, any people group, or any person keep these six things? Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Nobody can do those six things. Only Messiah the Prince, who is the primary topic of the seventy weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy, can fulfill the law perfectly. When we look at the six items of Daniel 9.24, it's focused on the two covenants, that of Sinai Covenant and that of the Everlasting Covenant. And the Jews can't fulfill all six things, only the perfect Messiah can. For context, the prophets Isaiah and Jeremiah reveal the Father's wrath against the Jewish leaders, which tells us that they can't fulfill the six items. Isaiah 1.15 says, When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Isaiah 59, 2-3 says, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he does not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken falsehood. Your tongue mutters wickedness. Isaiah 63:10 says, But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned himself to become their enemy. He fought against them. Jeremiah 17.4 says, And you, even yourself, shall let go of your heritage which I gave you, and I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which you do not know. For you have kindled the fire in my anger which shall burn forever. Jeremiah 19.7-8 says, I will make void the counsel of Judah and Jerusalem in this place, and I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hand of those who seek their life. 
and I will give over their carcasses as food for the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. I will also make the city a desolation and an object of hissing. Anyone who passes by it will be astonished and hiss because of all its disasters. Jeremiah 30, 12-14 says, For thus says the Lord, Your affliction is incurable, your wound is severe. There is no one to plead your cause, that you may be bound up. You have no healing medicines. All your lovers have forgotten you. They do not seek you. For I have wounded you with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of your iniquities. So does it seem like they can stop sinning, that they can stop iniquities? No. Look at Messiah's words against the Jewish leaders in Matthew 23, which he proclaimed in the middle of the 70th week of Daniel 9. He says, But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer thee them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Woe unto ye, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye compass sea and land to make one proselyte. And when he is made, ye make him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? Does it seem like the Jews fulfilled the six things in Daniel 9.4 and that they're capable of it? No. The Jewish leaders witnessed Messiah's knowledge of the Hebrew letters, his wisdom, and his many miracles, and they found no sin in him. Yet they continued rebelling against the Father and rejected his Son. So keep in mind the words of Daniel 9.24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the Most Holy. The Israelites proclaimed that they could keep the Father's commandments of the Mosaic Covenant, earning them salvation, but they failed miserably. Galatians 3.24 says, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. The law points to the Anointed One, Messiah the Prince, who came and kept it perfectly, as no man can. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 1 Peter 1, 18-19 says, For so much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hebrews 4, 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 9, 13-14 says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The narrative of Scripture is clear. No man can fulfill the six things in Daniel 9, 24. Only the promised Messiah, the primary topic of the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy, can do so. 
look at Daniel's prayer in Daniel 9 to see how their failure to keep the Mosaic Covenant points to the Anointed One who did. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgment. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servant the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day, to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel, that are near and that are far off, through all the countries, whither thou hast driven them, because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God, to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants the prophets. Yea, all Israel hath transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us, and against our judges, that judgeth us, by bringing upon us a great evil. For under the whole heaven hath not been done as hath been done upon Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities, and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil, and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, thou hast brought thy people forth from the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renowned, as at this day. We have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain. Because for our sins, and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. So reading those verses, does it seem like the Jews can obey the Mosaic law perfectly to fulfill the six things in Daniel 9.24? No. The actions of the leaders of a nation affect its citizens. When we read the gospel narrative, we see that during Messiah's ministry, the Jewish leaders looked past Messiah's wisdom and miracles and continually sought to kill him as he threatened their positions of power. The Jewish leaders did not heed the warning in Daniel 9.24, and we see in Matthew 23 that Messiah rebuked them and proclaimed that judgment was coming upon them in that generation. And within one generation, their city and temple were destroyed, and 1.1 million Jews died in and around Jerusalem from famine, pestilence, infighting, suicide, evisceration, crucifixion, and by the Roman sword. But the Jews who believed in Messiah heeded his warnings in the Olivet Discourse and escaped to the mountains of Pella for safety during the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. So we see two groups of people, those living according to the Mosaic Covenant, who strive to obey it to earn salvation, but always fall short, and those who seek to obey the Father's commandments out of love for him and believe by faith. The Mosaic Covenant and the Everlasting Covenant converged in the 70th week of Daniel 9, when the promised Messiah the Prince came to ratify, to confirm the Everlasting Covenant with his blood as the spotless lamb. In the sacrifice of the Anointed One ended the Mosaic Covenant ceremonial laws and the need for temple animal sacrifices, which is declared in Daniel 9.27. So in that narrative, we see the fulfillment of the six things in Daniel 9.24. 
Messiah would atone for the sins of the believing seed of Abraham, and he would bring judgment on the unbelievers, who are neither saved by the Mosaic Covenant nor the Abrahamic Everlasting Covenant. In the 70th week, Messiah fulfilled the prophecies which pointed to the Anointed One who dies for our sins. Messiah said that Abraham looked to his day, saying, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Genesis 17, 15-19 points to the covenant to Abraham and his seed. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face, and laughed, and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, O that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. Genesis 22, 15-18 says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gates of the enemy. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Galatians 3.16 tells us that the seed of Abraham is Messiah. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Galatians 3.28-29 tells us that the followers of Messiah, both Jews and Gentile, are Abraham's seed, who received the promises made to Abraham says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Daniel and the remnant of Jews believed by faith, so they were part of the spiritual seed of Abraham. The rebellious Jews, though of the house of Judah, were lost in their sins. So the narrative is coming to a head. The Jewish nation is given another opportunity to find forgiveness. Enter into a covenant relationship with the Father by faith and be saved, or continue in rebellion and stay lost in your sins. Do you see the Mosaic Covenant and the Everlasting Covenant converged at Messiah's atoning work? When you read the list of six things, you realize that no man can fulfill all of them, only Messiah. His fulfillment directly relates to this declaration in Daniel 9.27, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. When Messiah confirmed the everlasting covenant that was mentioned in Daniel 9.4 with his blood as the spotless lamb, he finished the transgression, made an end of sins, made reconciliation for iniquity, brought in everlasting righteousness, and sealed up the vision and the prophets which pointed to him. And that all ended the need for temple animal sacrifices. And that was signified by the father when he tore the temple curtain in two when Messiah died. I'll show how the six items apply to the Jews and how Messiah fulfilled them. And you will see that the only way for the Jews to fulfill all six things is to believe in Messiah, who appeared in the 70th week. Daniel 9.24 is a curse statement. The curse of the Mosaic Covenant is upon the disobedient Jews who cannot finish transgressions, make an end to sin, make a reconciliation for iniquity, or bring in everlasting righteousness. 
The underlying point of the Mosaic Covenant is that no man can keep it and we need a Messiah. We take that narrative for granted, but the Jews were still learning it. Those who continue down the path of trying to earn their salvation will be cursed and lost. Daniel 9.24 is also a hope statement. After the tribes of Israel failed to keep the Father's commandments and were punished by being attacked by the Assyrians and Babylonians, the promise of an anointed one is given. The hope of the coming of the anointed one of Israel, the son of David, is concentrated on the seven years of the last week. He would fulfill the six things in Daniel 9.24 and atone for their sins so that the condemnation of the Mosaic Covenant would pass over them. In the next video, I'll go through the first four things in Daniel 9.24, which were fulfilled during the seventh week of Daniel 9. If this video helped you, please click on the thumbs up, make a comment, and share it with others. You can print out PDF summaries, request a free PDF copy of the 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded book, or get a printed copy at www.70thweekofdaniel.com. That's all for today. I love y'all. Shalom.